Do you have a favorite story, maybe a favorite movie? Something that you've read or watched multiple times? Have you ever read it or watched it that one time and saw a detail, something that you'd never seen before, blew your mind? That, that happened for me this week as I was preparing for this morning's message. I kept reading the story in, in the Gospels and I kept thinking like, it's, it's always the same, right? We, we, we know that Jesus is gonna be killed. We know that, that he's gonna be buried. We know that he's gonna rise from the dead. It's kinda like, there's nothing new here, right? We know that the disciples are gonna eventually take that message and change the world with it. And yet, this week, I saw something that I'd never seen before. It made me think about how similar today's Easter experience is to the very first Easter. We're all in homes all around the city and the county and, and church people are in homes all around our country and possibly even the world. And so were the disciples. That first Sunday morning when Jesus rose from the dead, they were in a house. They were locked up. They were unsure. They were afraid. They, they were not, they weren't quite sure what would happen next. Maybe that's how you feel. Maybe you look at the news. Maybe you get on a website and you wonder like, what will the, the death count be? What will the, the spread rate be today? What, when will this all be over? There is so much uncertainty in our, in our lives right now. And so we are in homes and we're not sure and so were the disciples. And, and, and I get this. What I saw this week in the story that I'd never seen before was that no one was there when Jesus rose again. Nobody. Nobody was physically at the tomb and saw Jesus. Now we know this, we know that there were guards that were, they were told to be at the tomb and they were there for a very specific reason. Make sure that, that he, no one comes and steals his body, right? But the gospels say this, that an angel came and there was an earthquake and that those guards were so afraid that they fell as though dead. They were not alert. They were not looking around. They, they had no clue what was happening. What about the disciples? Surely they would have known that Jesus was going to rise again, right? He told them multiple times, on the third day, I will rise again. So if they had believed his words, if they had had faith in what he had said, then they would have counted down three, two, one. Hey guys, today's the day. Let's go get Let's go to the tomb. Let's go gather there and wait and watch Jesus rise again. But they weren't there. Again, they were in their homes. You know why? Because nobody gathers in a graveyard. That's where I am today. There's nobody here, y'all. We don't gather in graveyards unless we're burying somebody. When Jesus rose again, it was the greatest moment in the history of the world and no one saw it. And yet, how did a moment that was seen by nobody eventually impact everybody? And because we know it's true, right? Today, you and I, we're gathered in homes. Um, we know that around the world, globally, today on Easter Sunday, 
Christians are celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. And it is thousands of years removed from when he actually rose again. So that moment that nobody saw has now impacted everybody. And the question is, how? How did an event seen by nobody eventually impact everybody? And I can't answer that question here. Not, not in the graveyard, y'all. I can't answer it here. I've got to go somewhere else and tell you how that event impacts us today. So thanks for getting here with me. This is the place at this lake where we're going to understand how an event that no one saw has now impacted everybody. But before we get to the scripture in 1 Corinthians 15, I got to tell you a quick story about a girl, a guy, and a duck. When I was in college, a girl that I was dating broke my heart. And I ended up at the lake there on the campus early in the morning I was listening to a cassette tape on my Walkman anybody know what that was and and as I listened and as I cried I was having a pity party I was telling God like you don't even see me like what's the point of my life I mean if you've ever been in love and somebody's broken up with me you get what I'm saying right and so as I'm as I'm crying and I'm in this moment God said look up and I looked up at the lake and I saw a duck and the duck was on one side of the lake and he said look at the duck now I can't say I audibly heard the voice of God but if I did what wasn't that a weird thing for God to say look at the duck so I looked at the duck and I was like okay I, I see the duck and I watched this duck swim from one side of the lake all the way across to the other side of the lake and when he got to the other side of the lake God said look at the duck again Fine, God, fine. I looked at the duck again, and he said, do you see the wake? And I said, yes. He said, how big is the wake right behind the duck? And I said, it's kind of small. And he said, but now look at the other side of the lake. How big is the wake there? And when I looked to the other side where the duck had begun to swim, the wake was as big as the lake was wide. And God said, you know, sometimes where you are, you can't see what's happening. But when you get removed from where you are, the farther you get away from that moment, the greater the impact. And that, that's why this lake is such a perfect place to understand that, that when Jesus was resurrected, when he walked out of that tomb, even though nobody saw him, even though the men that, were, that had pledged their lives to him were locked up in a house more afraid than they were full of faith, even though it was small then, the greatest moment in history witnessed by nobody has now thousands of years later encompassed the whole world it, it's 
You ever taken a stone and dropped a stone in water and just watched that ripple effect? It's what I like to think of as the resurrection ripple. Listen to what Paul said in 1 Corinthians. He said he wanted to remind us of the most important thing when it comes to the gospel. He passed, he says in verse three, I passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me, that Christ died, that he was buried, that he was raised, and listen, get this, and that he was seen. That's how, yeah, nobody saw him that morning, but later he was seen by his disciples, he was seen by 500 followers, and he's, he's now been seen by us. Do you know how the greatest moment in history ripples throughout all of eternity? It's through me and it's through you. The Bible says in Romans 8, chapter 11, that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in me and it's in you. And you know what that means? That means that when we live our lives full of the hope of the resurrection, that it ripples from from the moment, that first day that he stepped out of the tomb, started like God took the resurrection, the tombstone, and dropped it in the lake of time. And that day, a ripple effect began to grow. And you and I are part of that. And every day that we live with resurrection power, we, we, make, we ensure that that ripple continues to grow. We're a part of an amazing story. And even though nobody saw it happen at the beginning, millions of people see it happening now because they're watching me and they're watching you. And we are now the witnesses. Not only did he appear to Peter and the 12 and the 500 and James, and then Paul says later on he appeared to him, himself. Not only did he appear to them, not only are they witnesses, but listen, church, we're witnesses. You and I are witnesses today that the resurrection power that took Jesus out of a tomb and brought him back to life is still available to people that we come in contact with. I, I'm gonna challenge you to live as if every day is Easter. Live with the resurrection power that we now have because Jesus lives. What does Paul say at the very end, listen, the entire chapter, 1 Corinthians 15, all about the resurrection. It'd be a great thing for you to study today with your families. It'd be a great thing for you to go through in the, study, in the growth guide. At the very end of a chapter on the resurrection, this is his conclusion. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death. And the law gives sin its power, but thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death through the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, we're going to wrap this morning's Easter celebration up like this. Phil and Jen are going to lead us in an amazing anthem. It's called Hallelujah for the Cross. Do you know that the cross gave us freedom from sin, but the cross just began a process that ended on Resurrection Sunday when the Holy Spirit blew that stone away when nobody was watching because God doesn't have to have people see this moment because he knew that this moment would live on forever through the power of the Holy Spirit in us. We can rejoice about the cross.
because we stand on this side of an empty tomb and we know that the cross forgave our sins and the, and the resurrection sealed it with the power of life. And now you and I, if we're in Christ, we could say thank you God for the cross that brought us life and for the resurrection power that ensures that we will live life to the full. Man, I love you, church family. I'm so thankful that we had this time together at a graveyard and at a lake to remember that even though nobody saw the greatest moment in history at the graveyard, when that stone was dropped in the lake of time, you and I are part of the ripple effect of the resurrection. And I want you to pass it along to the people that you encounter, whether it's physical or whether it's virtual, however you encounter them, I want you to pass it along to them. And now, I want you to stand up, yes, stand up in your den, right? Stand up in your room. Wherever you're watching this, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet and clear out your lungs. And I'm going to ask you to sing in victory this last song, Hallelujah, for the cross. And then I'll come back and I'll close us out.
of the world. Sure, we, we didn't physically see it, and neither did your followers back in the day. But today, God, in 2020, in a country that is full of angst and worry and concern, we are witnesses of a power that is greater than death, of a power that is greater than doubt. We are witnesses of a power that brings dead things back to life. And we thank you that we get to spread the ripple effect of the resurrection everywhere we go. I pray a blessing over my gathering family. I pray that you would bless them today as they eat lunch with family. I pray that you'd bless them this week as they go through another week for our healthcare workers, over, over the people that come in contact with others, Lord, because they're serving them in this time of need. I pray a special protection over their bodies and over their minds, God. Keep us in perfect peace and in perfect health, I pray in your name, Jesus. In the name of the living and risen Savior, we pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for being with us today. I am asking God to give you the most amazing week this week. The weather is beautiful. It's going to be a fantastic spring. And I pray that you would get out, walk, meet your neighbors, share this resurrection power with them, and have a fantastic week. We'll see you Wednesday night for prayer right here and again next Sunday for Online Church. Have a great day.